and I do rise in opposition to the legislation that was just sent to the United States House of Representatives from the United States Senate. Uh, I just spent a good deal of time going around the country, traveling to Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. You might imagine why. Spoke to thousands of Americans. Not one of them, not one American said, please, Congressman Roy, add more money to the debt. Please, Congressman Roy, keep spending money we don't have. Keep spending deficit spending every year, bankrupting our kids and grandkids. But that is precisely what we're doing yet again. Kicking the can down the road. That's what we do. It's what we do best in this chamber. It's what we do best in Congress. It is why the American people are so frustrated with this town, with the swamp, because it is a swamp that is entirely not drained. We are sitting here doing the same thing again. It is Groundhog Day in the House chamber all the time, every day. Yet again, spending money we don't have. Last year, an agreement was reached with spending levels and caps. Now, I didn't particularly love those levels of caps. A number of us didn't. And there were supposedly some side deals. Does that sound swampy? Side deals. But what was written into the law? What was written into the law was a level that was somewhere around a 1% reduction over last year's enormously bloated omnibus spending level. A 1% cut. So can this body possibly adhere to those caps? No. No, we can't do that. Last year, we tried to fix this place. We tried to do appropriations bills. We passed 10 appropriations bills out of the committee, seven appropriations bills off the floor. We tried to restore regular order. We had about 1,100 amendments. We tried to process those so the American people could see their chamber working again. But what happened? Everything reverts back to the mean in this town. The same old story. Because a side deal is cut. We have to spend at a higher level, you see. And that's what's going on back and forth between the Senate and the House. So for the American people, they need to understand what's happening. This continuing resolution will fund your government at the same level as last year's massive omnibus spending bill that all my Republican colleagues, all of them with the exception of two in this chamber, were adamantly opposed to, voted against, spoke out against, put press releases out against, campaigned against, and they're going to vote for it right now. They're going to vote to continue to spend at that level. Not only that, they're going to vote to continue to fund the radical progressive policies embedded in it. Continue to fund the bureaucracy that's a war of the American people. Continue to fund open borders. Continue to fund Alejandro Mayorkas. Even as we attempt to impeach him in the Homeland Security Committee, we're going to fund him. We're going to fund those open borders. We're going to fund the United Nations. We're going to fund the World Health Organization. We're going to fund UNRWA to give money to the Palestinians that gets to Hamas. And we're going to go campaign against those things, but we're going to fund them. And my Democratic colleagues want to hide behind side deals rather than adhere to the agreed-upon caps that would at least modestly reduce spending by 1%. That's what's happening in this chamber. And we're going to do this CR in order to buy time, in order to buy time to cut a deal that will increase spending, that will increase spending past the caps in order to honor side deals and to actually increase the funding for a federal government that is at war with the people that I represent. That is shameful.
Under no circumstances should we vote for that. Under no circumstances is this something that we should be supporting. We should stay here and do our work. But instead, people said, why can't you give the time back, Congressman Roy, so we can go catch our planes before the snowstorm gets in? I'm sorry. I think maybe we should stay here and do our job and actually find a way to cut spending like we campaign on over and over again. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thursday, 18 uh, January, Year of Our Lord, 2024, late afternoon, early edition of the War Room. Thank you for joining us. Uh, 100, looks like 108 Republicans out of what is it now, 222, um, voted against the continuing resolution. You just heard Chip Roy with a great summary, five minutes. We're going to have other voices, Warren Davidson, Bob Good, um, Chip Roy again, of course, Eli Crane. We'll play him throughout the hour. Uh, I, I kid you not. They wanted Chip Roy to give up. It was limited. It's 20 minutes debate. It wasn't even a debate. 20 minutes of statements. The um, They wanted Chip Roy to, in the opposite side, and even Granger, the opposite side, the Republicans, I think it was 112 Republicans, 112, 108. I think my math is correct. Um, voted for it. We'll get it up as soon as Grace has it. We'll put it up into the chat room. You can spread it out. See if your congressman's there. They played the games today earlier that you couldn't get through to anybody. They blocked the... They blocked the main switchboard and gave you Muzak instead. So Bill Blaster, that Grace and the team came up with, if you download that app, you'll get all the numbers you can go direct. They, they structured it so, this is why it was so early in the afternoon, and they wanted Chip to not even speak, take his 20 minutes, let's go, it's going to get done, just, just do it. Because they want to get to the airport to get their planes out, because another, I don't know, a couple inches are going to hit D.C. to to this evening and tomorrow. And they've got to get home for their three-day weekend, four-day weekend now. You can't make this up. Philip Patrick, I've asked you to join us from Birch Gold. Um, Rome is burning. This is, is, you had all the leverage. We'll play good. All these guys sat there, Chip Roy, Bob Good, Warren Davidson, Eli Crane, and just was set. We got all the leverage. These are Pelosi's numbers. You guys, every Republican that's in the House ran against the Pelosi omnibus bill, the, the McConnell Pelosi omnibus bill. They all ran against it. They all ran against the weaponized. They ran against everything in this. And they had the gall when they had the ability to stop it right now. They had the gall to continue to. to is this a, are these people serious, Philip? And do they understand the scale of the problem that we're, that's collapsing around us? I mean, 
they just cannot, right? They just cannot understand it. Otherwise, how do you vote to, to, to do it? It's obscene. By the way, I thought Chip Roy did an incredible job. I think it was very well put. Obviously, too little, too late. But, I mean, the situation is dire at the moment. And by the way, we had to listen to Janet Yellen yesterday telling us how Biden had saved us from a 1930s-style Great Depression. And, uh, you know, you know, it was all because of government spending. But it's obscene, right? But clearly these guys don't have a clue what they're doing. Let's consider a few things, right? You know, when Biden took office, the nation had $28 trillion in debt. Today, it's $34 trillion. That's a 21% increase. That's before we even talk about the 2024 budget. That's going to add at least another $2 trillion to the debt and compound the problem even more. But $6 trillion alone since Biden's been in office, that is an unimaginable amount of money. Unimaginable. For, for some context on that, because I think people need some context, that's one and a half times Japan's total debt. Adjusted for inflation, it's 20% more than we spent fighting World War II and more than two Germany's worth of debt in three years, right? It doesn't get much bigger than that. And their solution is to try and spend their way out of trouble. In fact, when Yellen spoke yesterday, she said something quite telling. She said that Biden believed heading into the pandemic, we were talking about pandemic spending, that the most dangerous risk was going in too small with government spending. I mean, it's just absurd. So either there's something nefarious happening behind the scenes, or to answer your question, they do not understand the implications of these policies. Uh, it's one or the other, Steve. You know, the Chinese stock market's in Melton. They've had to put stops in. They, the Dow Jones and others bounced back today, but the, the morning headline in the in the Financial Times is that, you know, you have global market sell-off. You get turmoil again in the bond market. People are starting to ask the, the hard questions. You've had this fiscal irresponsibility and monetary uh, irresponsibility. And you see today, we have every opportunity. This is why you're not going to have many chances to do that. You have every opportunity to say, full stop. We need to get to the table and negotiate, and we've got some leverage, so we're going to force you to the table. And they punt it down the road. Oh, it's just a march. We've got to get these other bills. It's a total lie. And remember, not one iota of security on the border. So when you talk to your congressman in the next couple of days, or they all get out of town, when you talk to them, say, dude, you voted for this thing, and it didn't have – it didn't it – didn't, not even address the border shutdown. Philip Patrick. Uh, look, it, it's absurd. What I thought was very telling was was listening to to Javier Millet. He spoke at, at Davos uh, and basically warned the Western world about spending itself in, into socialism. Um, you know, he stated that that, and I'm quoting directly, the socialist agenda will only bring misery to the world. And he said, "Do believe me." No one is better placed than us in Argentina to testify to these two points. Look, I never thought I'd see the day that, that a president of Argentina would give fiscal advice to the U.S. But on this occasion, I really hope Biden and his cronies are, are listening. Look, 100 years ago, Argentina was one of the 10th wealthiest nations in the world, right? Just a handful of years of misguided money printing and government spending set the nation on a disastrous course to where it sits today. Right. Do we really need to see inflation hitting 200 percent here in the U.S. before we change course? 
And, and, and something, and we've talked about this before, what Millet is saying, he's not offering any new insights. He's talking about history over and over again. Nations have taken the same disastrous course of trying to spread themselves into prosperity. And every single effort has always ended in the same way with complete collapse of currency and often the nation itself. We've been here time and time again. The fact that these guys are just willingly going down the path is absurd. And it brings me back to, to what I mentioned before. It's one of two things. It's either nefarious or they just don't have a clue what they're doing, but they're both as dangerous as each other. Uh, headline in the Wall Street Journal, House passes bill keeping government open as border spending fights rage. There was a collective group with Johnson there at the end, uh, and there was a lot of like heated conversation as the uh, as part of the 108 that voted against this. And people should understand people are furious over there. Um, unless the fiscally irresponsible, and that's what they are. Come aboard to the uh, to the Bob Goods and the Chip Roy's, uh, Chip Roy's and others. There's going to be you talk about re- establishment in MAGA. There's going to be a bigger split here because these guys that don't get it are driving going to drive this party into oblivion. We're in charge now, and Biden. And all these guys are going to going to going to blame the Republicans in the House. Uh, Ch- uh, uh, Philip, where do people go to get you at Birch? I want you to hang on. Bringing Seb Gork in here and some geopolitics for a second. I want to come back to you. At the bottom of the hour, where, where, where do people go, though, in the interim on Birch Gold? Birchgold.com slash Bannon. How do they get to you? Yeah, very simple. So for, for information on precious metals, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Uh, to reach me directly, it's at Philip Patrick on Getter. Again, at Philip Patrick on Getter. Uh, by the way, more than ever, uh, I would <laughs> I would definitely talk to Philip Patrick and the team about precious metals and particularly being a hedge for times of turbulence uh, because we're going in very turbulent times. There's going to be a fight every day on this, and I can tell you some of the 108 that uh, voted against us have had it. Uh, they've had it with their colleagues. They've had it with their colleagues running on one thing. Remember, every person in the Republican House that's sitting there ran against the omnibus. They ran against the Nancy Pelosi-level spending. They ran against the woke and weaponized. They ran against the open border. And what they just did today is it kicked the can down the road. They kicked the can down the road uh, for, uh, you know, another month. And it's going to be another month. And then you're going to get an omnibus at the end of this. So short commercial break. Uh, we're going to return. we got Seb Gorka, Philip Patrick. I think we got Mike Davis. Um, Ken Paxson is going to join us. The federal government in the state of Texas are in a standoff down in Texas about the southern border. As these issues, you can't turn away. And now we've got enough people like the Ken Paxons of the world that are going to fight back. They're just not going to be rolled. Short commercial break. Back in the war room on a day when uh, Speaker Johnson, is he still Speaker? Is is a motion to vacate the chair yet? The Hill reports that Chip Roy and MTG are looking into it. More on that in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. 
Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. The more things change, the more things stay the same. 14 months ago... We asked the American people to give us the majority. They entrusted us with the majority running primarily on fiscal responsibility and securing the border. Thirteen months ago, we roundly condemned the omnibus, the $1.6 trillion omnibus that was put in place, the Christmas omnibus, omnibus, 13 months ago, and yet we're operating today and now extending the very Biden-Pelosi-Schumer policies that are bankrupting the country, destroying the country, and under which the American people are suffering today. Suffering, you ask. Yes, suffering under record 40-year high inflation, 20-year high interest rates, the average American family paying about $1,000 a month for the same essentials that they were paying, $1,000 more a month than they were paying uh, when this president was first elected three years ago. We've got a $200 billion monthly deficit, $2.5 trillion a year. As has already been said, we're $34 trillion in national debt. We'll be $36 trillion by the time we get to this next election. And we have the majority in one half of the legislative branch. When will that begin to account for something? When will that begin to matter for something? When you have the majority in one branch or one house of one branch, shouldn't you get half of what your policy priorities are? Shouldn't you get half of your spending objectives? And yet what we seem to do over and over, we decide what the Senate will take, what the president will sign, and that's what we send to the other body. That's what we send. When we have the majority here in this very house, when is that going to matter? When, what are we prepared to do, and what are the red lines that are we willing to draw, and what are we not willing to do just to keep government open? To say that we're getting things done, to say that we're working together, to say that we're, that we're showing that we can govern. And yet we're not even willing to risk a temporary pause in that 15% of the non-essential part of the government in order to try to force change here in Washington. No, we're going to continue the status quo. And here we are once again. We did this in May with the Failed Responsibility Act. We did it with the continuing resolution in September. We did it with the continuing resolution in November. We did it with the NDAA. We did it with the FISA extension without reforms. And here we are today... We're going to pass another major piece of legislation, predominantly with Democrat votes, minority votes, when we have the House majority. This is a loser for the American people. It's a loser for the country. And just yesterday, we've said, we've said how many times have we... Okay, for now, keep it rolling until I uh, call it. Um, right there, Bob Good. I mean, it's disgusting. There's no, no. And look, uh, Johnson did the suspended, you know, the two thirds. He had to suspend the rules. He's done everything McCarthy's done. It's, to me, he's got to go. He's finished. He's proven uh, his weakness. Not one iota 
of change on the southern border. You funded, you agreed to fund the plan. Here's the thing that galls me. You ran, you guys ran against and took money from this audience and had them work and, and, and knock on doors and walk precincts. And you lied. You, you ran on getting rid of the Pelosi spending on the woke and weaponized, securing the southern border, all of it. And all of it's in this bill and say, well, Steve, it's only for four more weeks. No, 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 no. We're five or six months into this thing now. You had all the leverage. You're going to force Biden to the table and not taking a snow day. It's disgusting. You people are leaving town. Seb Gorka, I was going to have you on here, but the expanding war, you got Pakistan and the Persians unload on each other. That, that Middle East war that you had looked at as a counterterrorism experts actually getting into a kinetic conflict of old fashioned slug it out World War One type. But this is this is more important right now. Talk about the talk about the talk about the collapse and the surrender of the house today under the biblical worldview. Uh, John, if we get more biblical worldview out of Langford, who I think ran Christian camps, uh, his his full time job, and and no, and Johnson, I mean this, you're going to have mass conversions of young men to Islam. If this is what the Christians do, let me try yeah, Islam. Right, right. So, so let, let's just let's just re- hi Steve. Let, let's just read just just two. Two of the elements of this putative deal between Langford and the White House. Just just two elements. Uh, oh, by the way, first things first. Have you actually had a guest on your show before me who said nice things about Chip Roy? I mean, just sling the hook on that guy. Chip Roy, Mr. DeSantis. Oh, come on. Okay. Two, two elements. God, Number don't go one. to hold on, hold on. Bob Good, too. Listen, hang on, hang on. They endorsed the endorsed, uh, sanctimonious. I'm not a fan of that. But, hey, you got to fight with the army you got. There's not two better guys on cutting spending. And when you need cutting spending, Chip Roy's still believe the best. Them, if, you, ch- if you believe them. If you believe them. You need to be more cynical, Steve. All right. Two, two things, okay? So, number one. Okay, hold it. Do, 5, dude, dude, hold, hold it. I had to negotiate. Don't, don't, no, hang on, hang on. Don't go there with Liz. I want to shut down Steve Bannon on Steve Bannon's show, all right? I want to shut down Steve Bannon on Steve Bannon's show. Okay, two no, things. No. Just just two items from this, this, this so-called deal. Yep. Number one, immediate work permits for every illegal alien released from custody. That, that's part of the Langford bill. Immediate work permits for every illegal released from custody. Number it's, two. It's, 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 only six to eight, it's only six to eight million people. Well, I, I had Stephen Miller on the it's show today a, for an hour, a, and I asked Stephen Miller, so how many people is it really? Because we've had this 12 million figure for about 40 years now yes, from, yes. from one Harvard study. And, and Stephen said, yeah, I've done the math. It's 40 million illegals. 40 million illegals. And then here's the second part of the Langford Agreement. 5,000 illegal migrants to be allowed into America every day. That's part of the agreement, Steve. It's part of the agreement. That's what the Republicans are negotiating. Yes, it's outrageous. But this, by the way, that comes, that gets dropped. That's going to get dropped tomorrow night. And the Senate's going to vote it on a Monday. You're going to have the yeah. weekend to read a 9,000-page uh, amnesty yeah. bill. But, Seb, we had the chance today to lock it all down and force Biden to the table. You had a chance to take that, take Lanford's bill, throw it off the table, take Ukraine, throw it off the table, because we had the chance to shut down the government as it is now and make, right. and make Biden come on bended knee to, uh, to negotiate. And Johnson... And over 100 Republicans voted with the uh, – not just the Democrats. They needed all the Democrats to get two-thirds to even go around the rules. 
this is another McCarthy move. Your, your thoughts, sir? Yeah. So, look, you've had a very uh, renaissance career from uh, the Navy to Harvard to Goldman Sachs to being a very successful investor on your own, Breitbart, and then chief strategist to the president. So, so you know a thing or two about negotiations. And negotiations are about 51% context, right? You've got, you've got to have the, uh, the battle space understood first. You've got to have an estimate of a situation. And that shapes your left and right bumpers on what you can achieve. When you have Democrats, Democrats, leading Democrats, in the last 24 hours, use the phrase, there is a crisis at the border because of this administration. Steve, you walk into that negotiation and you say, okay, you want anything from us? First, you shut down the border. When your own party has voices in it that are saying, this is a crisis. When the mayor of New York is talking about, quote, the immigration crisis will destroy New York. When, when the governor of Massachusetts in a straight face is saying, hey, my liberal white friends, will you, will you host some illegal immigrants in your homes? When you're in that situation, you put whatever you want on the table. You put Hunter Biden will be in leg shackles, okay? That's the first part of our negotiation. But instead, 5,000 illegals a day. <laughs> Let's go back in time. Jed Johnson. Remember Jed Johnson, the former Democrat yeah. Oh, yeah. Secretary of Homeland Security? He said a bad day is 1,000 illegals crossing the border. And then he said 5,000 is a crisis. The GOP is saying we want 5,000 as part of right. the deal. We're, we want what the Democrats we'll call underwrite. a crisis. Yeah. We'll, we'll underwrite. We'll underwrite. Uh, yeah. We'll underwrite 5,000. Right. I've got to hold you through the bottom of the hour. I got sure. Philip Patrick with yeah. Jandra. We got Paxton, but I got to, but I, I got to get to, um, I got to get to uh, the geopolitics Pakistan of Pakistan and, and Persia. War. Pakistan and Persia, Steve. Yeah. It's insane. How big a deal is that? This is like the great game, right? Tell tell the audience it's how worse. big a deal this is getting to be. It, so, so as someone who in my former life had to educate Pakistani brigadiers at Fort McNair who thought that, you know, the founders of the Muslim Brotherhood were good guys, actually said that in classroom in front of American officers. I don't know about you, Steve. You're, you're a strategic mind. I, I didn't think, I didn't think that uh, in the year 2024, I would see a nuclear Pakistan actually launch kinetic attacks against Persia. Steve, w once you cross that line, anything yeah. is imaginable. Anything is possible, Steve. Yeah. Ten months, it will only get worse. Persia is sent uh, the uh, the Revolutionary Guard to Yemen to the to the Arabian Peninsula. They're shelling American troops in uh, in Iraq every day. They're yep. now trading uh, missile launches and gunfire with Pakistan. This, and Biden and and it, they're shutting down the Suez Canal except to the CCP vessels. And this is not even about Gaza. This thing has expanded now into into the badlands of the Middle East. How bad is this going to get, uh, Seb? If you have the chief diplomat 
crying in public, if you've got Blinken saying, what's happening to the Gazans is awful, well, well, that's, that's when the bad guys get busy. When, when you see our ships on fire, U.S. container vessels, when we lose, nobody's talking about the SEALs who died recently. When that's happening, yeah, too. anything's possible, Steve. Seb, hang on for one second. Yeah. Seb's going to hold through the break. I'm going to have to school him on our House Freedom Caucus warriors. They made some pretty bad choices in backing who's running for president. On that, I will agree. Short commercial break. Seb, Gorka, Philip Patrick next in the war room. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency. Action, action, action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Seb, in the middle of all this, we don't seem to have a, a firm hand on the on the uh, tiller because we don't. Uh, the Secretary of Defense is I don't know is he is he is he dying of prostate cancer? Is what happened? Uh, they're releasing these ambulance tapes. Tell me what's going on with Austin. Well, look, there, there's there's an amazing new analyst that I'm promoting a lot. He's a former heavy weapons guy in the army. Now he does uh, open source intelligence analysis on YouTube. Everybody needs to follow Ryan Macbeth. And uh, we've been going back and forth since this story broke. So I played the dispatcher audio when um, Lloyd Austin went to Walter Reed. And whoever it is, his butler, his flunky, is telling the Fairfax County dispatcher, we need EMS ambulance to this quote unquote address in Fairfax County um, to pick up the secretary. And quote, we want no lights and we want no sirens. So first things first, Steve, uh, the Secretary of Defense is supposed to live in the ex officio residence on Fort Myer. Why, why is he not living on Fort Myer, or, or what home, what building was he taken from to be taken to Walter Reed? Second, since when is a, quote, elective surgery begun with an EMS ambulance visit? We've been told by the White House that it was elective prostate surgery. I've never heard of an ambulance being used for elective surgery. And then thirdly, why do they have to hide it? No, if this is an EMS pickup with an ambulance, 
Why no lights? Yeah. Why no sirens? Who's but why, in charge? But, but why didn't they call Walt? Yeah, why didn't they call Walter Reed and get, get one of their ambulances to come over? I mean, it's only the one and, of the and most you know, and we're not going to divulge planet. anything that's classified. Yeah. But you, but you know, yeah. you know, underneath the West Wing, next to the Navy mess, is the sit room. I mean, you know, there's many sit rooms, as you know, the executive yeah. office building is the overflow. But the sit room is the hub of real-time comms for the commander-in-chief. It, it's basically an, yeah. an intelligence cell underneath the West Wing. The the the, the, the situation yeah. room of the White House isn't just for the tracking of the president and national command authority. Since 9-11, what do we do there, Steve? This is unclassified. We track 24-7 the movements of every cabinet member. I don't care if it's you know health and human services, yes. but especially for the Secretary of Defense, your movements are tracked, not yeah. just by your security detail, but by the situation room, because we have a line of succession, and we must know at all times where those cabinet members are. And we're supposed to believe that for 10 days, the White House didn't know, and the Secretary of Defense's yeah. deputy didn't know, and she doesn't have a cell phone when she's on vacation in Puerto Rico. There is a buried lead here, Steve, and I tell you now, the buried lead is understood by our enemies. Whatever they're trying to hide in the White House, Iran, P Pyongyang, Beijing, they're watching this, and they know that there is no command authority in the chain of succession here in America. Scary. And we gave them all the money they needed today, continue to fund their government, the illegitimate presidency of usurper Joe Biden. Uh, let, Seb, let, let, let are me, you going to do a let, special let me just go. on... on yeah. Can, can I just mention yeah. one thing? I know we always have fun here, and, and, and I know that sure. the posse loves loves our interaction, yeah. Steve, and we're going to get you for a whole hour on my show, America yeah. First. But I want to say something about, about you know this whole border debacle, the Langford deal, and, and what Chip Roy said. And you know me, I'm not an ideologue. I'm a patriot. I love this country because I chose this country. So I don't do ideological purity tests. But to anyone of the ilk of Chip Roy, I don't care if they're in the Freedom Caucus. There's one metric right now. If you're not supporting President Trump, you are down with the deep state. It's really that easy. It's that simple. After the armed raid on Mar-a-Lago, after the 700 years in prison he's facing, after the coordination between Fannie Willis, Letitia James, and the White House, if you're running against President Trump, or if you're supporting anyone who's running against President Trump, that means you are okay with Stasi tactics in America. So that's my message for the likes of Chip Roy. I don't care what they say about anything else. If you are not supporting the man who had the election stolen from him and who's being charged with 730 years in prison, I'm sorry, you might as well be working for Merrick Garland. Uh, duly noted. I don't agree with that, but duly noted. Uh, I think, that, well, I just, look, listen, there's not a bigger supporter of President Trump than me, but we got a crisis in the House, and unless we get some, the Freedom Caucus has been the only guys that have tried to hold the line there. I agree It's not going to be Chip Roy. Supporting DeSantis. It's not going to be Chip Roy. But, but, uh, people, well, you tell me who it's going to be, bro. Give me some, give me some, I'm not saying Chip Roy is going to be Speaker of the House, but give me some examples of some of the fighters over there. You, you, you got to have guys I, I think that we get still, in there and know the numbers. Yeah, I still think we owe a huge debt of gratitude. You know, whatever happens, we owe a huge debt of that gratitude to Matt Gates. Um, I like the likes of Byron Donalds, you know, Andy Biggs, you know, all, all the usual suspects. No, 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 don't, don't, hold on, hang on, hang on. You're missing, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. I love those guys. 
I'm talking when you got to talk about cutting this $2 trillion deficit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need people who understand the math and right. understand it cold. That's the Chip Roy's world. And look, but he, okay, he, you know, Chip Roy was a cruise guy. And I told Chip there's no need to come on the show and debate because DeSantis is not going to be president. It's a waste of time. Right. And it's, right. it's maddening to me that DeSantis has not thrown in the towel yet and is still running around. But he's not going to be president. It's irrelevant. But we have two right. fights no. here. Obviously, the fight for Trump is the, but, is the key fight. But, but if we but, don't get this... If we don't get the numbers in the House right, if we don't get the numbers in the House, and the Freedom Caucus are the only guys to date that will step up consistently and try to fight this, this thing's going to be over before President Trump gets back. President Trump's going to let step me, in Let me here. give you my You're response. You're going to have $37 trillion. Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Let, let, yep. let, let me give you my Go response ahead. that isn't, isn't about personalities. Yep. And it, it's not even about President Trump. It's, 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 it's more meta than that. Yeah, you're right about the spending, which is, the, you know, the GOP, a drunken sailor for the last 40 years. I get it. But but yep. the spe- the budget doesn't matter, Steve. It, the budget is irrelevant if we have a police state. If it's not just you and Peter Navarro getting arrested, if it's, you know, Bank of America telling the feds because you bought a red MAGA hat – I don't give a toss about the budget, Steve, because the budget will be irrelevant if we actually have gulags. If, if Mark Houck is, is not the exception to the rule, but is what but happens you do, to you patriots. Do, you, do, you, do understand, you do understand that we approved, we took out all the woke and weaponized. We've, this is what Chip Rory was saying. We are basically funding all of Biden's government, all the woke and yeah. weaponized, and at right. policy levels. That's the crime right. here. Right. Well, but, and but, but you've got to have someone that just can money. articulate that. And in the House of Representatives, you don't. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's, but it's more than just – my point is, look, you're a strategist. What is the art of strategy? I mean, yeah. you can boil it down to one thing. Knowing what things are more important than other things. That's all it is, right? If you can't prioritize, you can't do strategy. It's like, you know, when, when we were told by Obama, well, we have 110 national priorities in, excuse me? If you've got 110, you got none, okay? You know, if you've got defeating China and defeating the jihadis, okay, that's cool, yeah. all right? Because some things are more important than other things. So I'm just saying the reality of a police state now is the priority because yeah. if we don't win, I, I don't care about the budget. Because if we don't win in 2024 in November, you can kiss all of it goodbye. Put your head between your legs, kiss it all goodbye. So I yeah. get it. I agree. Budget, but, budget, yeah. budget. But, but, but police state but hang, is first. But, but hang on. I, hang on. Hang on. When President Trump comes in, a year, we're doing a special on Saturday about it's been three years to the date when President Trump uh, left after having the election stolen from him. And in 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 when President Trump takes... The presidency a three a year from now on sa- on this Saturday one year from now at noon, we could have thirty seven trillion dollars of debt. We could have one point yeah. five trillion dollars of interest payments. President Trump's ability ability even to go after the deep state is going to be is almost going to be secondary to a financial crisis that this country has never faced before. All right, let me let a, me ask a, you a this: crisis and what's happening right? Yep. I don't, I don't think we disagree. I don't, dis, I don't think we disagree because I think I know I the answer to the next disagree. question. I think no, no, we, I think, I think, we, I think, I think, I think I know I think the answer. Hang on, hang on. Let me force you. Let me <laughs> okay. paint you into a corner, Steve. Yeah. Do you think, okay. given the last three years or given the last 30 years, do you think anything's going to change when it comes to spending in the next 10 months on Capitol Hill? Honest, honestly, Steve. Do I think it could change? 
No, no, yes. hang on. Do I? But you're saying could it change? It could change very easily if you use your leverage. You could shut down that. You could shut down the government tomorrow uh, night. Yes, at midnight. if if, if you're you just the speaker, use your leverage Steve. we have in the house. Yeah, if you're the speaker. But knowing the GOP, knowing the GOP, will it change? <laughs> Honest, go look me in the eye change. and tell me we can make it's it gonna change. change. No, you can definitely change. It definitely is going to change. It has to. We cannot put. I'll tell you what. We can't give President Trump that burden. Do you understand? Because his tax cuts, his tax cuts uh, come back in the first month. This means that everything that President Trump did in the economic miracle that he did, the tariffs, bringing manufacturing jobs back, uh, what he did for wages, but particularly the tax cuts. And I didn't love all of them, particularly the upper brackets. But, man, did they work? Everything that all reverts back. OK, you're going to have thirty six to thirty seven trillion dollars face amount deficit of uh, debt. You're going to have a two to two and a half trillion dollar uh, deficit annually. And this is what's going to get dumped on Trump. If we don't fight this now, his second term is going to be held in bondage by this debt. And this is my point to the guys in the House. You either got to fight it right now and you got to use every ounce of leverage. Or when President Trump comes in, talk about taking apart the administrative state. He's going to be overwhelmed with a financial and economic crisis. And quite frankly, I think that part of the Democrats are doing is doing this on purpose, understanding this is how they're going to cripple President Trump's second term. His second term right. is going to be is going to be overwhelmed with economic crisis just for the scale of the numbers. It's increasing yeah, it's every the, day. We're adding a trillion dollars of face amount every hundred days. This is yeah. they're going to cripple President Trump's ability to do anything. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah, no, it's definitely part of the plan. I agree. But look, I, I'm not a betting man, but I'll ask you right now: put hundred bucks on the table that the GOP will fix this by November. If not fix the whole thing, but take a pay, take a big step, I'll take I'll take the bet. Because that's Good. our job. I got to. I got to do it because we got to do our job. A hundred bucks. That somehow right. that we will stop. We will stop. We revert back. We revert back off the Pelosi bill. We revert back and use all of our leverage. I'll take that bet. I have to. All right. I'm Otherwise, shaking your, we're wasting I'm, our time here. I'm shaking my okay. uh, your hand over it. the Skype connection right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I got it. And we'll go into this more in your hour. The hour special we're going to do a up. Are you going to do, we got to bounce. Are you going to do any specials on the war in the Middle East that you're an expert on? Um, I think we, we should make that the second half of our discussion. We'll talk about Persia. Okay, fine. We'll talk about big picture. I know you, our discussions about Iran when we were in the White House. So let's, let's make that the second half of our discussion when Perfect. you come on my show. Perfect. Deal. And my Good. guys will set up. We'll do it next week. Seb Gorka, right. where, where, how do people get to you? Since you're dead uh, wrong just, in the budget, I want people to go to your site. Uh, <laughs> since, uh, since you're dead wrong in spending, I want to get everybody to Seb's site right now. Right, Seb, where right. Do they go? And, and, then, and then I'm going to I'm gonna bring my I'm going to bring my reinforcements, and I think Dave Bratt will back me up as opposed to the other guy you had with a funny accent bring who Brad, said that. Hey, chip. bring it, bring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seb Gorka. Uh, He's a free caucus Seb. guy. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's also lived in the real world. SebGorka.com, the Substack is SebastianGorka.substack.com, Rumble, uh, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, and, and the book, of course, uh, sadly more relevant than ever, Thanks. is Defeating Jihad and the War for America's Soul. Check them all out, and then tune in to okay. Steve on my show Thanks. as soon as we set it up. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to bring on next segment. It's going to be uh, Philip Patrick from Birch Gold, who Seb just dumped on, but that's okay. So who said nice <laughs> things about Chip Roy? Chip he's got Roy a, he's and got Bob a nice accent. A he's, got a, he's got a nice accent. Okay. 
Yeah, hold it. Chip Roy and and uh, and and Bob Good made a horrible mistake in uh, in supporting DeSantis. And Chip knows that he and I have gone back and forth on that a number of times. Hopefully, they see the error of their ways quickly. Well, well, okay, get, him, get, him, break, get him to apologize to, on your show to the posse. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Short break, Philip Patrick next. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done with Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first. Chat with a done-with-debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we've got uh, Ken Pax, Attorney General of Texas, with us Uh I'm confused, General Paxton. Uh, the federal government is trying to take public land in Texas and, and move your people off. They're trying to protect the border from Texas to allow more illegal <laughs> alien invaders into the state of Texas. It's very confusing. How can the federal government have essentially troops down there or authorities trying to remove your guys and open up the border of Texas to more illegal alien invaders? Make that make sense to me. It's going to be really hard because it doesn't make sense. It's a it's a literally a two and a half mile area along the border. The whole border for us, at least on the Texas part of it, is 12, over 1,200 miles. And for some reason, the federal government seems to think they can't do their job without this two and a half acres that we have we have taken over and that we're protecting, so that we don't have this as a staging point for the cartels to bring it bring their their illegals through to the border patrol. So we're just trying to stop the part that we can stop. And the federal government's threatening us, saying that they're trying, that we need to get out of their way because they're enforcing immigration law. We all know that's not true because they don't enforce immigration law. The, the very opposite is happening. They're encouraging the cartels to bring people to them in all kinds of ways. So where do we stand on this thing? It, it's the most bizarre thing. They're going to court. Uh, what are they? They're doing this symbolically. Because they're telling you, get out of the way. They don't care what Abbott says. They don't care what the voters in Texas say. They could care less about you. Um, they want that border open so they can flood the zone here as, with as many illegal aliens as possible, invaders. So how is this so, going to play out? Well, so ultimately, I mean, we have all kinds of things going. We have our buoy case. We have our case where we sued them over cutting our fences down. We have our case where they're suing us because our legislature passed laws that basically allow us to deport people. My hope is we're going to end up in the Supreme Court dealing with this whole Arizona v. U.S. where they're going to claim that that protects them because they want to be able to continue their illegal immigration. And they're going to claim that they don't have to enforce the law. And if they don't enforce the law, 
and somehow the states can't protect themselves, I'm ready to have that argument again because we're going to make arguments that weren't made back in the Obama administration, and we're going to make the case that we have the right and the obligation to protect our border if the federal government is not just going to not follow the law, but they're actually going to violate the law by encouraging illegal immigration. Is that ever gone to the Supreme Court? Has it ever gone who's really got the, the, the priority in protecting their border? Like, for instance, does the state of Texas have priority over the federal government in protecting that border in the rear Grand, on the rear, in the rear Grand Valley? So they're going to claim there's a case called U.S. v. Arizona where Arizona passed laws to try to protect their border. The U.S. Supreme Court came in 5-3 and said, no, this is federally controlled. However, we haven't seen the kinds of results and the consequences that occurred now under the Biden administration. We've never had anything like this, where the consequences have been so negative, whether it's drugs, increases in crime, whether it's just the cost of illegal immigration. It cannot be right that the federal government can pass a law, not enforce it, and then say that the states are subject to all the consequences of not enforcing federal law. That just cannot be right. And so we're ready to take that challenge on and make that argument. As you see it right now, do we need a big bill coming out of the Senate on on the border, or do we need to enforce the laws that are on the books and make every effort to close and seal the border, sir? I know that immigration laws that we have in effect work because Donald Trump proved it, whether it was the you know starting of the building of the wall, but it was really enforcing Title 42. It was enforcing the Remain in Mexico program, which stopped all this crazy asylum stuff where everybody claims asylum and then just stays in the country. They, they stopped catch and release so that they, they had to stay on the other side of the border until they actually had a real hearing. Biden dismantled all of that. And he, he's proven that you can dismantle it can, uh, immigration law that's going on right now that we have in place, that you can dismantle it and it it, it works. They've, they've destroyed our immigration system. And the results are the, the largest number of people coming across the border that we've ever had. Uh, how do you see this playing out over the next couple of weeks? Who's going to blink Look, first? I, uh, I think, I mean, we're not going to blink. I can tell you that. We're sticking it. We've got many irons in the fire on the immigration. You know that's true. We're not blinking. We've got many irons in the fire on this, all of which I think should be successful, whether it's the buoys case, whether it's the, the the wire cutting case, whether it's the stopping us from deporting our, our, our people ourselves, illegal immigrants ourselves, or whether it's this newest challenge. We have all kinds of ways of making the argument that this is a bad system that the Biden administration is implementing, which is basically they're making up their own laws and they're not enforcing existing law and they're partnering with the cartels to get these people here as fast as possible. That's what's happening. Big time. Uh, uh, Ken Paxton, how do people follow you? Where do they go? Because this one's on the front burner right now, particularly after the crater of the Republican House today. It's going to keep on keeping on at least through March. Where do people go? At Ken Paxton TX and then KenPaxton.com. Attorney General Paxton, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great evening. I just saw that Elise Stefanik voted no on the CR. Hmm. That's going full MAGA. Um, She's actually touring with the president tomorrow in New Hampshire. Uh, We're going to have a bunch of New Hampshire specials. We're going to be live from New Hampshire. We've got folks in New Hampshire live tomorrow. We're covering all the president's speeches. Uh, We're going to um, be live for part of the Saturday show. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage leading up to this. Hopefully put it away 
Nikki Haley looks like she's 18 points down. So hopefully the rear guard action, the donors are playing there. We'll end it and we'll end this on DeSantis is not even up there. He's at 4%. I think, I don't know if he's that much higher in, in South Carolina. Maybe we can end this all this travesty on Tuesday night and keep the spending to, I don't know, $350 million to try to take out president Trump. Uh, the next hour we've had to juggle it a bit, but Philip Patrick, I think is going to join us. Grace is going to be here with Bill Blaster. I think we're trying to get Mike Davis. We've got a ton of stuff going on in the next hour. Uh, and more, we're going to play more clips from people discussing uh, this absolute debacle today to allow, remember, this goes now to, I think, March 1st for the first set, March 8th for the second. Um, but they're not going to get anything done in the interim. You're not going to see a lot of these single subject uh, appropriations bills passed. So another big fight looming. But, hey, we got 108 votes a day. I think there was only 100. I think a couple of people didn't vote. I'm hearing that there was only 107 that voted for it. We'll get all the math right. But the math is going in our direction. But it's disgusting and a disgrace that 107 voted for it, including the Speaker of the House. Okay, short commercial break. We're back with the second hour. You do not want to miss it. The second hour of the War Room. Uh, Philip Patrick Birch Gold. we got a ton of other people to join us. Stick around. Be back in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 